This is Bobby Boucher from the 50 Shades of Boucher podcast, and you're listening to Sports Done Right. Yeah. Ah, yes. Change is good. And when it comes to sports talk, keeping it real ain't wrong. It's sports done right. Coming to you live from the new palatial grounds of Wright Manor, where the sports governor of Minnesota, Vince Wright, delivers a weekly address, unpacking and commanding all things Minnesota, Midwest, and sports talk. And yes, because your governor is also the big smooth, he's gone nationwide, folks, and can sometimes be found debating the Big Ten, Midwest, and other hot topics from his winter home, the Western White House. And while locations may change, one thing remains the same. This is Sports Done Right. All right. What up, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor from that Western White House in Phoenix, Arizona, coming to you once again. And ladies and gentlemen, let's just get right to the postmortem. Minnesota Vikings, baby. Oh, it was... It was going to be such a fun season. It was going to be so nice to have the Vikings down here in Phoenix <laughs> for the Super Bowl, but that ain't happening. So, ladies and gentlemen, Vikings lose 31-24 to the Giants. And, you know, I was on a couple other shows preceding this game, kind of giving my takes and whatnot, and I think one of the things that I noticed from Vikings fans and Vikings nation, I don't want to say that they were necessarily expecting this to happen, but it was in the back of everybody's heads for all the reasons we've talked about all year here on the sports done right podcast. And by the way, I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. Thank you for joining us. You can follow me on Twitter at the Big Smooth One, the number one after the Big Smooth. You can follow Sports Done Right on Facebook and Instagram. Just Google it, Sports Done Right, W-R-I-G-H-T, my last name. And that will definitely get you to those spots, my friends. So with that being said, um, let's get back to it here. So the Vikings, oh boy. You know, people have called them the softest 13-win team ever. And, you know, we understand that. We know where that comes from. And unfortunately, people, I hate to say it, but the naysayers were right about the Vikings. I know a lot of you out there, you know, you can't stand listening to the national media because they're the ones that were really telling you the Vikings, you know, weren't who we thought they were, right, in the words of the infamous Den- Denny Green, it just, you know, you I don't want to say you could see it coming, but you could see it coming, man. I mean, you know, the blowout losses with Dallas, Green Bay most recently, I think, put a big kind of, um, you know, the, it just, uh, I'm trying to find words, people, but It's just disappointment once again. It really is. And, you know, the Vikings, they came out. They did what they had to do. They they started off on the right foot. Great opening drive. Come right down. But the problem was New York answers right away. And, you know, let's start with the beginning of the game. 
New York Giants, Jones, Danny Jones coming out running like he's Adrian Peterson all of a sudden. He's running all over the place. He's, he's shredding that defense up. And all of a sudden, what I said couldn't you couldn't let happen, which was allow the visiting team to get momentum in your house, taking the crowd out. And by the way, you know, handful of Giants fans in the house as well. I figured... You know, if you're in New York, this is probably a game you might want to travel to, being that it's 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 in a cold weather city, but it's indoors. You know, you're I, and I know a lot of Giants fans, and they were feeling real good about this game as well. They were feeling really good about their chances, and now we see why. But you know, Jones comes out and he starts slicing and dicing. I don't know Ed Donatel who needs to be fired. Right after the game, he didn't seem to have any plans for the Giants' offense. Um, again, you know, and I'm just looking here. Uh, Jones had his second 300-yard passing game against the Vikings, and he also had 78 yards on 17 carries. Dudes are trying to bust for 100 yards on us as well. Um, that sucked. And then all of a sudden we, we, we saw it, we're in a game, we're in this back and forth, and the Vikings, they, they look like the Vikings at times, they look like world beaters, but the defense, man, that defense is just awful. And there are a lot of questions that need to be answered there, starting again with Ed Donatel. No Justin Jefferson breakout in this game. And the one thing that I noticed, too, about our Minnesota Vikings fans in all this disappointment and everybody drowning their sorrows, while we have a lot on offense, we're going to need a complete probably remake on defense. And, folks, I just it's it's so disappointing, but everybody was right. And I hate to say that we were the weak 13 win team that you just and I've said it here on my show people you you just didn't know what team was going to show up you know you could get a great defensive effort offense goes MIA you know offense shows up defense goes missing and over the course of the year the defense has really regressed started off the season strong so Darius Smith all over the place and then everybody just kind of you know, while there were definitely moments of greatness, don't get me wrong on the defensive side of the ball, as a collective, it just wasn't happening. Uh, on one of the shows I was on, and I got this article here from Mark Craig, Star Tribune writer, and this was from January 16th, so this is a couple days ago. It's uh, five extra points. Uh, Kirk Cousins gives fans and critics plenty of ammunition and playoff loss. And I wanted to just read what he wrote about Kirk Cousins because, as I said on another show, I think this is kind of Kirk Cousins in a nutshell for, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. So bear with me here. And I am just going to jump. So, quote, um, the guy who had eight fourth quarter comeback wins this year completed 79.5% of his passes with two touchdowns and no turnovers. This is the important part, though. This is what he says. Yet when the Vikings were trailing 31-24 and needed that big-time quarterback finish, Cousins ended a 13-win season by doing this in his last two drives. 
He completed two of three passes for minus one yard in a three and out, threw six yards behind the sticks for a a three-yard completion on a fourth and eight to seal the loss. In nine throws with the season on the line, he never once targeted Justin Jefferson, a unanimous all-pro selection. Cousins didn't lose this game. He was tough, making several big throws while being knocked down, but he also shrank when the game needed saving. And, you know, Kirk's critics, which I have been accused of being when I don't really think I'm one, I'm just kind of a realist with them. But anyway, I think that's it. It just seems when we need it most, I don't know if Kirk can't get it done. Now, I'm saying Kirk, you know, like he's playing all 11 positions. And to be fair to him, but, you know, like that, like what I just read here, you can't come out with the season on the line and then, you know, dinking and diving on these little passes. Like he says, you throw on, you know, five yards short of a a first down on fourth down with the game on the line. You know, it's just things like that. And that does give his critics ammunition. Now, his... Fans will say, well, and and like we just read, he did not lose the game. Kirk Cousins has gone, I think, from when he first got here to being maybe a part of the problem is he can, you know, he's a decent quarterback. He can make plays. He can make really good plays when given time. But I I don't know if he's going to be the guy that gets us to the promised land. I just don't, and I'm not trying to be a Kirk hater or anything. I just I don't know. Adore Jackson, Giants D-back, he clamped down on Jefferson. Did a great job. And Jefferson was a non-factor. And I think Kevin O'Connell was outcoached as well. So, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, you know, you're going to take a look at running backs now. And running backs are really starting to be done by committee, quite honestly. And I love Dalvin Cook. He is, you know, when he's healthy and you've seen the explosiveness, we all know what he can do. Um, I think, I don't know if the Vikings are going to assign him to any long-term deals. Matter of fact, probably not because, again, running back by committee is the way of the future or actually the way of now, it seems like, here for the NFL. So on the offensive side of the ball, while the Vikings are looking stacked and looking okay, there are questions. Adam Thielen getting long in the tooth now. And that's going to be tough because he's the hometown kid. He's the hometown, well, you know, from up north Minnesota, Detroit Lakes, but does a ton in the community, has, you know, literally given hundreds of thousands of dollars through his foundation. And people are going to, are not going to want to see Adam Thielen gone, but be prepared. He may be gone. And the Vikings may deal him. So Vikings fans out there who... You know, we get attached to these Minnesota kids. If the Edmonton Oilers can trade Wade and Gretzky, right? 
the Minnesota Vikings can trade Adam Thielen or, or shop him or whatever. Now, I don't know if K.J. Osborne is the replacement. I, you know, we've had flashes of brilliance with him. He has detractors as well saying that he's not a true number two receiver. You know, he, he has these flashes of brilliance, but is he really a true number two? Um, I think he can be. I really do, but I understand people's uh, reluctance. So then what? Are we going to be looking for wide receivers in the free agent market? Are we going to be trying to draft wide receivers? I don't know. It's just these Vikings, man, it is just always something with this team. And as Vikings fans, you know, you've been disappointed yet again. You know, there's articles in uh, the Star Tribune today. I'm on the Vikings page. And Mark Craig wrote another article called, In Defeat, Vikings Learn Again That Mobile Quarterbacks Are a Must in the NFL. And I think he's definitely hit on something there because we talked. And not that you ever think of Daniel Jones as some type of dual threat, but hell, maybe he is with all the way he was rushing. I mean, like I said, he rushed for 78 yards and, and made it look quite easy in that playoff game, by the way. Um, Vikings linebackers, um, you know, he was making them look int- very interesting and very uh, out of place. You know, Vikings linebackers seem to be doing a lot of chasing in that game last weekend. So that was disappointing as well. I, You know, man, again, folks, Vince Wright, Sports Done Right podcast here. It just, you know, it's not 1998 because, you know, it's, you know, it's not like we were playing when we played the Giants in the NFC Championship, lost 44-0, because those were NFC Championships. You're one step away from the Super Bowl, so that really hurts. But, like I said, man, I thought the fans I, were, I was speaking with and the people I were talking to just kind of had that, you know, guarded optimism but you know in no way like I was telling people on other shows I was on you didn't see a lot of Vikings fans talking crap this this past week you know you didn't you know nobody was on K-Fan playing you know songs talking about how this is the start of us going to the Super Bowl or anything like that I think Vikings Nation as a collective was like me I think we can win we should win But in no way taking these Giants lightly. And obviously we saw what happened. You know, coaching-wise, Ed Donatello's got to go. It's kind of interesting that, you know, and I I know they want to wait and do all this stuff, but fire this dude. What are you waiting for? Time for Ed Donatel to go, people. It's really that simple. Time for Ed Donatel to go. You know, we were told that the schemes were going to get better, this and that. Well, we're out the playoffs in the first round as a 13-win team. Now, again, 13-win team may have been a little deceiving, but, hey, it is what it is. Vikings. 
Vikings. Oh, boy. And you can hear it in my voice. Just disappointment, I think, more than anything. You know, people aren't really so much angry. It's just disappointment. It's just another year. Wait till next year. We'll see you next year. We'll see what happens. It's the same old stuff, people. Same old stuff. And that is the frustrating part about it. Vikings have had, what, the most playoff appearances without going to the Super Bowl now. I mean, it's just on and on and on it goes. Great. You won the division. That's always step one. And and you know what? I'll give KOC, Kevin O'Connell. He, he, listen, they def, the coaching staff deserves props because regardless of how you feel about this 13-win team, they won 13 games. New coaching staff. New front office, you know, a a whole new setup for the Minnesota Vikings. And they were able to do this. Was it done with some smoke and mirrors? Apparently so, but that's all right. It's a good start. It sucks the way it ended. But let's see now what happens as we are now going into year two of Kevin O'Connell. We'll see what changes are made in the coaching ranks, namely Ed Donatel's. We we keep saying. But, man, it does. It, it really sucks. It just sucks. And, you know, I don't know on the offensive side of the ball, do you look at – no, I don't know what quarterbacks are out there. And I'm not saying draft someone. But you got to – I want this team to get better. I want all positions to be pushed to be better. I'm not saying get rid of Kirk Cousins right now, but you got to start thinking about his replacement at some point. And if dual threat quarterbacks are the way of the future or the way are now really in the in the NFL, then let's let's get one. You know, I was a big Jalen Hurts guy when the Vikings had those two draft picks at 23 and 25 a few years ago. I thought one of those picks should have been Jalen Hurts, but I digress. Vikings finish up again, and they are out. And that is just not fun because here's the other thing. If the Vikings keep this up, so to speak, at some point, you know, your Justin Jeffersons of the world are going to be like, hmm, do I need to stick around for this? Maybe grasses are greener elsewhere. And that is something you're going to have to think about as well. So, Vikings, let's find a way to get this done. Let's get some winning football back next year as well. Let's sure up that defense. Let's get a, a coordinator in here who's got some new schemes that can really help this defense thrive. And let's, you know, we got to get younger on defense as well, people. So, you know, the the Petersons and, you know, Harrison Smith back there. And I love Hitman Harry. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, it's getting time where we got to start looking at some new blood back there uh, in the defensive backfield and linebackers especially. And then up front, you know, like I said, we, we started off very nice and had some pass rushing going on this season, but it all just kind of went away. Like I said, there were moments of brilliance, but that defensive line, we got to get some real – we got a, a definite pass rusher, 
And, uh, you know, if we can get Zadarius back to the first two, three games he played for us, that would help as well. So NFL playoffs continue on without Minnesota. Cincinnati gets Buffalo. New York moves on. They get the, their divisional leaders, the Philadelphia Eagles. That's always going to be a scrap there. That sunset. So two games Saturday, you got the Giants and Philadelphia at 7.15 Eastern. And on Saturday as well, Jacksonville, the Jaguars. Sunshine at quarterback, as I like to call them. Um, Trevor Lawrence, listen, man, I guess you just had to get rid of Urban Meyer. Because now this kid's starting to become an NFL quarterback. And Jacksonville is still playing football. Now they get Kansas City. Kansas City's already eight and a half point favorite. And, you know, nobody, I mean, if you're picking, you're definitely probably picking Kansas City. Um, I think it all comes to an end for Jacksonville. But, boy, what a hell of a rebound for them. And for Jacksonville's fans and, and everybody down there in North Florida, you got something to cheer about all of a sudden. So congrats to them. You know, San Francisco and Dallas. Dallas came into Tampa Bay. You know, I mean no disrespect to Tom Brady, but was this worth blowing your family up over? Because I, I think all that played a huge role into this shitty season. Also, um, he just didn't have the same players he did a few, you know, a couple years ago when they won the Super Bowl. And does now it's does Tom Brady finally retire? Does he walk away? This or that? I don't think so. Now people are talking about him going out to Vegas. Tom, don't go to Vegas. Don't go to Vegas. Mark Davis runs an awful organization. And also the bad thing about Vegas, you're never the home team. You're never the home team. Check it out. Now, when, watch a game from Vegas. And especially if it's a, a cold weather team, a Minnesota, um, you know, New York, the Patriots, whoever. All their fans go to Las Vegas and turn the Death Star out there, their stadium, into literally a home field advantage for the visiting teams. You don't need that, Tom Brady. You don't need that organization. You want to go somewhere else. Hey, fine. You you know, you do you, bro. But, man, I don't know. It just seemed like it was just to see the man, you know, lose his family, to keep playing football, and then, you know, to have such a shitty season – I mean, was it worth it? I don't think so, but I'm not Tom Brady. So Dallas comes into Tampa Bay and just puts a foot up their ass. Not even a nowhere near competitive game. And Tampa Bay gets worked at home by Dallas. Dallas now gets San Francisco um, the Purdy boy, Mr. Irrelevant up there in Frisco, he just, you know, he just doesn't seem to make any mistakes. He may not be the world's greatest quarterback, but man, <laughs> the San Francisco defense and, and quite honestly, the way they're moving the ball and he's just not making mistakes. So this is going to be the game I'm really keeping an eye on is this Dallas San Francisco game. Frisco's a four point favorite. 
Dallas, listen, we have fun with the Cowboys and, and how they always lose and this and that. If they can find a way to do what they did in Tampa Bay, you got a game in San Francisco. Buffalo, five-and-a-half-point favorites with Cincinnati. Uh, I think that this game may be closer than some think. I think Cincinnati can really make this a game. They're used to playing in cold as well. But Buffalo at home, until they lose, it's just hard to pick against them. So I would take Buffalo, but I think that game is going to be real close. Kansas City, I think they're going to – I don't I don't want to say have an easy time with Jacksonville, but, you know, I think they should win comfortably. And the Giants-Philadelphia game is, is also a, a real nail-biter whenever you get these division games in the playoffs. You just never know, but – Jalen Hurts back. Philadelphia, I think, finds a way to to scrape out a very tough win over New York this weekend. So there's my picks for the playoffs. Sorry our Vikings aren't there, but they will be back next year. And we'll we'll get into all the offseason stuff because that's the thing. It's going to be a very, very interesting offseason here with the Minnesota Vikings. All right, my friends, we are going to take a break. When I come back, we are going to um, talk about a couple other things happening in sports here locally in the Twin Cities, um, talk a little bit about Gopher basketball. They, you know, they lost to Illinois yesterday. Tough game coming up with Purdue here. So, I mean, Purdue's, no, you know, top three in the country. So, this could get ugly, but... We'll be back to discuss it. I am Vince Wright, sports governor. The show, by the way, brought to you by 7th Avenue Pizza, best frozen pizza in Minnesota. Make sure you get you some. And Cultivated CBD, the best CBD oils and products out there. Uh, If you have pain, anxiety issues, uh, sleeping issues, and you need a little help to get a nice good night's sleep or to help with that pain and inflammation these things work, man. So make sure you go to cultivatedcbd.com. We'll be right back after this break. This is the Sports Done Right Podcast. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. We'll be right back. Hey, what's up, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor and host of the Sports Done Right Podcast. And I'm here to tell you about Cultivated CBD. The best CBD products on the market come from Cultivated CBD. So whether you want a roll-on, a smokable option, maybe you want some of the gummies to help you with your anxiety or pain relief, go to CultivatedCBD.com, the best CBD company out there, and tell them Vince Wright, the sports governor, sent you. 7th Ave produces the highest quality, best-tasting frozen pizza available in the market today. If delicious toppings are what you crave, look no further. Our thin crust pizza are made with the highest quality ingredients, including spicy sauces, hearty meats, and assortment of delicious Wisconsin cheese. The meats are real, no fillers. Check out the brand new breakfast pizza at just some of these great locations like Cup Foods, Holiday Gas Stations, and Hy-Vee. Seven that pizza before pizza became trendy. Get you some. This is Vince Wright, and you're listening to the Sports Done Right Podcast on the Pigskin Podcast Network. In tomorrow I see no promise And yesterday was like today 
woke up, got up near 11 o'clock, but naked except I was wearing my socks, and that's cool, cause most of the time this floor is cold. Stand up and stretch, look around this mess. My place has been a cave since she left me. Make my way to the kitchen, start the coffee, then get to the bathroom, begin the triple S, and wash the previous evening. Off me now, out the shower, get dry, shove a Q-tip in my ear. Well, what do we have here? It appears as if a piece of me has got motivation. Ain't nothing wrong with a little morning masturbation. Fresh, dressed like 50 cents. Uh-huh. Clean and awake, now I'm ready to commence. Uh-huh. Spark up the caffeine and nicotine binge. Uh-huh. And that's pretty much the pattern of how the day begins. And I write for an hour, maybe half hour more. Then I put on my shoes and grab my key for the door. Put my headphones on for this world I ignore. Trek down the street towards the record store. Hey, bro, how you doing? Anything new today? Nah, man, how you been? It's the same old, same again. Well, then, I'll be gone, friend. I'll see you around. And I'm out. Destination uptown. In the summertime, the women wear a lot of skin. And if I sit in one spot, I can take them all in. Sometimes I even talk to see if I can make one grin. And if not, it's cool. I ain't gonna take it personal. From Ann Landers to Annie DeFranco to Orphan Annie, I love all women. But most of them just can't stand me. I don't know. Maybe it's my hair or my clothes. Or maybe she noticed that you was digging in your nose. Either way, it's okay. I wasn't trying to get laid. I just wanted to say, I hope you have a great day. And then she stopped with a smile that began to blush. Here, take my number, call me up, I come over and make you lunch. I got up and headed down towards the bookstore to check the titles that my man Michael's got me looking for. My visit was short because I just couldn't feel that cat behind the counter acting like I'm here to steal. So I dipped back out into a cloud of tattoos, pierced body parts and colorful hairdos. And I questioned, did Babylon resemble this? Are we getting any closer to the end of the list? A sensuous kiss placed on Apocalypse. We teach them how to make a fist, but not to resist. And I'm wondering, how do we find this position? But people are people, and I still love them. Especially the women. Onwards to the coffee shop, maybe muddies for a refill. And some sociological studies see the junkies while they coexist with the sobers. All the bugging of eyeballs, the shrugging of shoulders. And that's when I saw her sipping the water. I want to kiss her mom just for having this daughter. Excuse me, miss. I don't mean to come across strong, but I. I've been waiting a while and you've been taking too long And she smiled and I began to blush She asked if I'd like to go to the bathroom and make some love And I got visions of us and the mirror getting steamed And that's the very moment I woke up from the dream Woke up, got up near 11 o'clock But naked except I was wearing my socks And that's cool cause most of the time this floor is Can I kick it? Can I kick it? Kick it. 
to all the people who can quest like a tribe does. Before this, did you really know what I was? Comprehend to the track force. Why? Cause getting mentions on the tip of the vibe buzz. Rock and roll to the beat of the funk fuzz. Wipe your feet really good on the rhythm rug. If you feel the urge to freak, do the jitterbug. Come and spread your arms if you really need a hug. Afrocentric living is a big shrug. A life filled with... That's what I love. A lower plateau is what we're above. If you diss us, we won't even think of. We'll nip of the dog and give a big shove. This rhythm really fits like a snug glove. Like a box of positives, it's a plus love. As the trial flies high like a dove. top news and sports commentary you call this guy the big smooth he's the sports governor of minnesota vince wright and this is sports done right all right everyone vince wright sports governor coming back to you live and direct from phoenix arizona the sports done right podcast Coming to you live and direct from the Western White House, as we like to say. All right, let's um, end the show here. A couple local thoughts. Before I get to go for basketball, quick shout out. Locally here, University of St. Thomas. And for folks who may not know, St. Thomas, University of St. Thomas is a private school in St. Paul, Minnesota. Literally... You know, 
just a couple, a few miles away from the University of Minnesota at Minneapolis, a small private school in a wonderful neighborhood over in St. Paul, and they made the jump to Division I sports. They were part of the MEAC conference in Minnesota, all the Minnesota private schools, and very successful in sports and decided to finally go ahead and try and make that jump and not try, actually did make the jump to Division I sports. They now have a donor who has donated $75 million dollars. And that is going to be allocated for a new sports arena for the University of St. Thomas. So they will be getting a new arena. This arena will hold between four to 6,000. Maybe could have been a little bit bigger, but this arena will be on the St. Thomas campus. And the St. Thomas campus is a very, very compact uh, again, it is in a neighborhood, so they cannot just go start buying people out of homes and houses and things like that. They get a lot of pushback from neighborhood residents. This isn't the first time they've tried to expand the campus, um, so to speak. So, you know, there's a lot of pushback because there's just no room, you know, where St. Thomas is right now. There's just not any real room. But they have found this. Looks like they're getting rid of a couple buildings, an older dorm and whatnot to put in this arena. Uh, let's see here. The gift goes a long way. And I'm reading from the Star Tribune article. The gift goes a long way toward meeting the project's estimated total cost of $175 million and puts the university more than 60% towards its fundraising goal of $131 million. Congratulations to them. That's awesome. Um, Lee and Penny Anderson Arena is what it will be called. Those are the benefactors. And I guess um, the money, I guess they own a plumbing company or something like that. But anyway, excuse me, the proposed arena site will be right off of, or let's see, it's right next to their the South Athletic Fields. So right by the Cretan uh, Cretan Hall dormitory, which would be demolished to make room for this. So congrats. I mean, on Twitter, I put that on there and people were like, because I said, hey, watch out, Gophers, you know, especially hockey and basketball. Maybe more so for basketball. People are like, well, hey, until they offer scholarships now. They were D3, but they're D1 now, so don't they get to offer scholarships? I mean, you would think so, but I'll, I'll, I'll verify that. But, you know, a, a second Division One basketball team, a, a new nice little arena to play in, and all of a sudden the Gophers, who, you know, let's be honest, have not set the world on fire basketball-wise here recently, all of a sudden can have a new player in town. And this is going to get real interesting. And I think the problem maybe for hockey too, because, you know, like I said, they are division one. They should be able to offer scholarships. So this could be very interesting. I'm not saying, hey, St. Thomas is, you know, going to take it all over here for basketball and hockey locally, but they are definitely, definitely going to be a bigger player now 
in the recruiting game. So this is going to be very interesting. Very, I'm very happy for them. Good for them. That's great because they're, you know, St. Thomas as an outsider looking in. I haven't talked to anyone at St. Thomas, and actually, I'm going to probably reach out to maybe their sports director and maybe see if we can get somebody from St. Thomas on the show to explain to us exactly the transition and everything that's been going on. But this is great. And again, it's just it's competition. So for my alma mater, the University of Minnesota, and like I said, those sports in particular, you know, they're going to have to get it going here. They're going to have to start winning consistently. Otherwise, guess what? There's an option across the river. And people like new and I know, hey, four or six thousand. It's no Williams Arena. Right. But hey. No, kids today don't care about the history of Williams Arena. They don't care about any of that stuff. They like new. They like shiny. And guess what? St. Thomas has something that's going to be new and shiny. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. So speaking of Gophers, Gopher Hoopsters, they lost to Illinois. And they, the Nets coming off of a win against Ohio State, which they look, you know, really nice. But, you know, they, they lost to Illinois. They got Purdue coming up here in a couple days. Or, excuse me, we got Illinois tonight. Or last night, excuse me. So, 18-point loss to, to Illinois. Seven and nine over and all, one and five in Big Ten play. And we're just trying to hold on so we can get the next year and get these recruits in here. Hopefully these recruits stay. That's the thing now. Transfer portals, people decommit all the time. And even though people have signed a, a letter of intent to play for us until that person's on campus, we'll see. So um Again, Gophers lose to Illinois 78-60. to They were 21-58 from the field. Illinois apparently shot 50% from the field, and that was the difference. Number three, Purdue comes to town tomorrow, 6 p.m. It'll be on ESPN2 and local radio. And again, just with the Gophers, I mean, you know, Some nice moments from uh, Talon Cooper, Dawson Garcia, probably our best player, um, along with Battle. But it's just it's just not good right now over there. And we talked about, you know, the story came out that the Gophers were actually scanning not tickets that were sold, but actual people coming into Williams Arena. They were scanning about thirty three hundred tickets a game. They had a nice you know, turnout last week where they probably had a little closer to 10,000. But, man, that is the other scary part of this as well. Gopher basketball, an arena that seats roughly about, you know, 13,000, 14,000 when everybody's crunched in there. And that's it's a bad look. 3,300 people, and that's an average you know, there's uh, there's been times where some of these non-conference games, it looks like several, maybe just hundreds of people are in there. Forget thousands. 
And for for all of us that know, this arena can be rocking when it's filled, when they have a good product on that court. Really a great home court venue. But man, until that happens, this is just going to kind of continue and continue and continue. And I, I just, I don't know. Because if you can't put 5,000 people in Williams Arena, Mark Coyle is going to have to get something figured out here. So, of course, winning cures all, but that may not even begin until next year when we get a few of these uh, four- and five-star recruits in that Ben Johnson got lined up for us here as well. So, again, Purdue comes to town tomorrow. That could be very, very, very ugly Purdue has a phenomenal team, and let's just hope that the Gophers can stay competitive. A couple other things, just kind of jottings, as we like to say. Um, your homeboy in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, he still is not ready to make a choice and, and talk to the Packers and let them know what he's thinking. Um, I, I, I definitely think he will be back. I, I think he... With the success that Green Bay had the second half of the season and them kind of, in a sense, finding their footing somewhat, I think he'll he'll come back around. What Now they, they have to figure out what they're going to do with Jordan Love, but that's their problem. Vikings got all kinds of problems we got to figure out here as well. Congratulations, Georgia Bulldogs, national champs. I, I, I just wanted to touch on that again because – Georgia lost most of their defense from last year. <laughs> and then they just come back like nobody's business dominate um, again. Me and my friend were talking about that. I got a couple friends down in Georgia I was talking to this past week. So I'll just shout out. Congratulations to them. Uh, what else do we got here? Uh, pretty much it. It's kind of a football-centric Viking post-mortem show here on Sports Done Right today. Um, we are lining up some guests here for the next uh, few weeks. So starting next week, we're hoping to have some guests back on our show. Uh, folks, thank you so much for listening. I am Vince Wright, Sports Governor. We're going to cut the show there. There's just really not a whole lot to talk about. Timberwolves, Timberwolves being Timberwolves again. They win, they lose, and now, you know, Rudy Gobert's injured. You know, Cat's going to be out again for a while. You know, Ant-Man has played well at times. He's looked a little kind of uninterested at times as well, even though he's having a good year. But um, the Timberwolves are in that mix of the play-in tournament. Remember now in the NBA, if you're in um, seeded 7 through 10, you're going to be in a play-in tournament to fill those last two seeds for the conference uh, tournament to get to the championship. So... As of now, the Wolves are in seventh place, or excuse me, seventh or eighth. I, I'm having a little trouble here pulling up the uh, NBA standings, but regardless or irregardless, they got to find a way to get some winning involved and get some winning streaks involved here as well. Uh, they had a nice little one going. We thought we were um, on our way a little bit, but continue to lose. Local media, Patrick Royce in particular, I got to read his article because um, he's calling this maybe the worst trade ever. Uh, the Rudy Gobert trade. 
bear with me. I'm actually I'm pulling up Patrick Royce's article right now, real quick to end this show. Uh, kind of the runner on it as Rudy Gobert deals as Rudy Gobert deal tumbles into worse Timberwolves trade territory. A reminder: Danny Ainge did this again. So go check out Royce's column here, Star Tribune. I don't have time to go through it now. Should have maybe took a look at it before the show, but it is what it is. But man, unfortunately, he may be right. Let's hope that this trade does work out. But man, so far, not so good. And uh, I don't know. It's the Timberwolves, man. Let's just hope they can get something going here. Um, Let's see. Other than that, people, I think that's about it. So let's cut the show. I am Vince Wright, Sports Governor. Thank you again for listening to the Sports Done Right podcast. Appreciate all the love, all the support. Keep it coming and big things happening as we head further into 2023. So with that, my friends, I am out of here. Be cool, be safe, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right. Right.